Luke chapter 2. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from a village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiance, who was now obviously pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in snuggly cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. The Bible tells us that they gave him the name Jesus, one who would save his people from their sin. You guys, I love Christmas. I love the story of Christmas. I love so many of the components, but one of my favorite things about Christmas is all the kids. It's just so fun to see all the kids here today. Some of you all dressed up and some of these kids who still haven't given up on the Broncos. It's just great to, <laughs> great to see you. I like that. Um, but there's some really great, great stuff about kids. A Sunday school teacher actually asked in her class, so does anyone know Jesus' mother's name? And a little girl raised her hand and said, Mary. And she said, that's right. Does anyone know, um, does anyone know his dad's name? And a little guy lifted his hand and said, Verge. And she said, Verge, where'd you come up with that? And he said, well, everybody's always talking about Verge and Mary. It took some of you a little while to get that, didn't it? I, got, I could tell that. <laughs> One little boy was overheard praying, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having a real good time. I love, I love a little girl who answered the question of the teacher, why are we quiet in church? And she said, because people are sleeping. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Mom, I, I want to help you, Mom or Dad. This, this mom was cooking breakfast for her two sons, and, and she's making pancakes. And they got into an argument about which would get the first pancake. And this was becoming quite a riff, and so Mom thought, this is a good moment to teach a lesson. She said, you know, if Jesus were sitting at your table, if he was your brother, he would probably say something like, why don't you take the first pancake? I can wait for the next one. And Kevin, the older brother, looked at his brother Ryan and said, Ryan, today you get to be Jesus. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but probably my favorite and my last one I'll tell you today is this. This uh, mom who invited some people over to her house and, and her little six-year-old daughter was there and she said, you know, everyone's around the table. And she said, honey, why don't you pray for us? And she kind of looked at her mom and said, I'm not sure what to say. And she said, well, you've heard mommy pray. Just pray something you hear mommy pray at dinner time and so on and that would be great. And the daughter said, okay, I can do that. And so she said, dear God, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? <laughs> Right? Oh, you ever feel like that? You ever feel like, I'm caught? I'm caught. Jesus came because we were caught. He came because we had difficulty overcoming what we had done. We couldn't do it alone. We couldn't do it by ourselves. So Jesus came, and it can be a confusing story. Some of you who may not be in church today, but you come, you came at the invitation of your family who's feeding you so you felt obligated to come. I get that. But it can be confusing. It really can. Here you have Jesus who is fully God, but he's also fully human. 
He comes to earth, but he's always been in heaven. He becomes a baby, and yet he's been alive forever. He's crucified on a cross, and yet the Bible tells us he laid his life down for us. You know, you may not have this whole story figured out. You may not be a theologian. You may not know what the Bible teaches on every page. But there's one thing I want you to know before you walk out of here today that's very important to me. And it's this. Jesus loves you. Whether or not you love him back. He pursues you whether you pursue him or not. He is chasing you. He believes in you. And he created you to be the best you that he created to be because no one else is you. Please consider slowing down enough to letting him catch you (laughs) because he's chasing you down and he loves you. And that's the message of hope that we have here at Timberline and in our lives. We don't have it all figured out. There are no perfect people who claim to be followers of Jesus. We're fallen people. We've been caught. We're sinful people. But we recognize that he loved us first. And that's why we have Christmas. That's why he came. Because he loved us before the beginning of the world. Now, this can be a difficult time of year also because many of you have lost loved ones. You have memories of family that now you're sad because you can't make any more memories with that person. I have a friend who was in the last service who lost seven family members this year. Just tragic, some of them tragic. And, and I said, I'm so glad you're here. I was, I was talking with a, another friend who lost his wife and he was telling a friend of mine that he was writing his Christmas letter and, and he had this thought like, what, what would I say? And then he thought, what would my, my wife want me to say? And he felt the spirit sort of whisper in his heart, don't hide from Christmas. Don't hide from Christmas. This is a moment where I know it's about Jesus, but could we together bring our sorrow? Could we bring our confusion? Could we bring some of the things that the family differences, the relationships, I know it can be awkward. That's why we have this candle on Christmas Eve. It's called our memorial candle. And I'm going to light this candle in a moment in memory of those who have gone before us. You know, for some of you, it was this year. For others of you, it might be 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, but it's still in your heart, especially in these types of seasons. So as I light this candle, I'd like for you to have a moment of silence as our house lights all come down. Lord, thank you for people who have made our lives better. Thank you for people who loved us, who are no longer here. Thank you for the memories that we do have. And we pause on this Christmas Eve 2019 to simply say thank you for bringing other people into our world. We trust you with our sorrow. We trust you with our tears. Thank you in your name.
Jesus said that he was the light of the world. I would like for you to take out your candle, South Auditorium as well. We are going to make a proclamation together in a moment about trusting the Lord and about pushing out the darkness that's in this world through the hope we have in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask our ushers at this time, they're going to light the candles on the end of each row. And if you wouldn't mind lighting the candle next to you. And I want you to watch as these auditoriums go from darkness to light. Wow, absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful. In John chapter eight, Jesus spoke again to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Today, these candles will symbolize our Lord and Savior, the light of God shining in us and through us. I'm going to ask that you say this declaration that says you are the light of the world, saying it to Jesus as we lift these candles up above our heads. Say it with me. You are the light of the world. Now look around. Let's pull them back down so we can do it again. So beautiful. You can't just do that once, right? Now that you've already seen it, would you really make a declaration, saying it from your heart to our Lord? Here we go. You are the light of the world. Now leave it up and let me pray over us. Lord, thank you for being the light of the world. We are grateful that somehow you push out darkness. Somehow you help us in our sorrows and in our grief. 
we celebrate you today. Thank you for being our Messiah, for leaving heaven, for coming to this earth, and for taking care of our problem called sin. We trust you. We embrace you. In your mighty name we give thanks. Amen.